Hello and welcome to Morlocks, a let's experiment show about finding new homes for the last forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa Way, and with me this week is Nate. How are you doing? Hey, good to be here. Um, and for those who may not know you, would you mind introducing yourself? For sure, yeah. Uh, so my name's Nate. You probably know me better by Ghostier. That's what I go by on all the discords, and I'm in, I think, pretty much all of the discords at some point. You are, you are now <laughs> in the Morlocks Discord. That's true. Yeah, I got one more added to my Infinity Gauntlet of discords. Um, I'm also a host on the Alfredo Size 3 Taco Truck podcast. Uh, so if you need yet another Marvel Crisis Protocol podcast, uh, we've got one for you. Uh, the Kind of what, I, at least I think, makes us a little different is that we try to talk at like a very high level and like very kind of big brain topics, right? So we don't usually do like character reviews and new releases. There's a lot of great casts that are doing that already, um, but we try to talk about bigger topics and just kind of big brain stuff. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And right at the start of the cast, I have to shout something else out. Hmm. Um, if uh, Because I got the uh, amazing chance to be part of the Illuminati this year. And that came out Monday. So go watch it. It's very good. It was a very good discussion. Yeah, that's awesome. I always like that Xavier puts those together. I think he does a good job mm-hmm. picking people to be on it. Yeah, it was... I I think this was an especially good conversation this year. But I may be a little biased. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had a chance to listen to it myself. I've been too busy, but I'm excited to check it out mm-hmm. when I find some free time. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I get to yell on about how the 80s costumes are kind of terrible and we need to move away with away from them. Oh, hell yes. I totally, okay, yeah, I'm definitely checking this out now. <laughs> Especially when the conversation of Emma Frost came up and, and I'm just like, yeah, no, there's not a single costume from like the 80s or 90s that would be appropriate for this game. Definitely not. Like, the 80s was not kind to its women. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. So yes, but we are not here to talk about a different podcast. We are here to talk about <laughs> a character. And what character did you bring? So I picked Vision. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's unfortunate we didn't get to record this when we originally scheduled it because my schedule was a nightmare. Uh, because I think a lot more people have caught on to how good Vision is. And I wanted to get there early. But it's fine because he's still a good, great character, right? Yeah, and um, and it's... Vision has this weird arc of like he was super super popular early in the game, mm-hmm. and then he's kind of died down, and now he's starting to pick up again. I think there, I think we still, I think it. He's only really picking up as a as a for threat for Sam spam. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen him much else because as far as I know, that is he he is only Avengers affiliated. Yeah, that sounds right. Yep. And so, since we are trying to find new homes, we will not be playing him in Avengers. We'll be right. putting him other places. Um, but yeah, Vision is kind of one of the like early staple pieces that kind of slowly got less and less popular as time went on. But it's mm-hmm. still, that's not because he's not good. That's just because he suddenly had competition that was new and shiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's start off with he has immunity to bleed and poison. 
which are two very important conditions nowadays. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's just a couple characters. You know, we have Omega Red and Blade jump to my mind yes. as characters who really need their opponents bleeding or poisoned to be worth their threat value, right? If Omega Red's not poisoning things, you can probably find a better four threat. Um, and so Vision just randomly picks up a bunch of extra value into those types of matchups oh, yeah. where, you know, if he, he's still great, even if he's not, right? Like he's not a counter pick. He's just always, I think part of my love of vision is that he never feels like the wrong choice. He's always at least some level of good. Yes. And the immunity to bleed to poison is one of the things where it's like, and in some matchups, he's just incredible. Yes. He also uh, ha can do an action to gain a bunch of power. So, mm -hmm. and he has a nice brain uh, beam for, energy attack yeah i mean if you're mad about enchantress's beam this is just better than enchantress's beam it's all the same stats but it's beam four instead of beam three mm -hmm. and he has six health on both sides of his card yeah which is i mean again him never being the wrong choice between the six health and while his printed defenses aren't good with phasing he usually has above average defense right yeah. he's almost always going to be five physical or, or five energy and then four mystic. So and, six health, five, five, four is a great place to start for durability. Yeah. And that four mystic is going to be especially important now that we have convocation coming up. Yeah. Uh, there's all more mystic attackers than there ever been. And so again, vision is just not changing at all, but getting slowly better and slowly kind of even more relevant as a pick. Yeah, the only thing that he doesn't have is a way to move your opponent, but I think that's okay. Well, he has a throw. He's got a character or terrain oh, throw. I thought that is one of the best throws in the game. I keep forgetting. I thought that was just a <laughs> terrain throw, to be no. honest. It's, so it's cost two to throw a size three medium. So it's one of the, wow. like it's a huge distance and almost every character and it's only two power. Yeah. I think it's up there as one of the best throws in the entire game. Yeah, especially since he, he while he can't walk walk throw, he can always throw every turn. Yeah. And like he's so good at making power, right? With the energy beam with sap power that gets auto power for each target. After turn one, he's usually just swimming in power. Right. Uh -huh. And so the walk walk throw pretty much comes online after the first turn of the game. Mm -hmm. So are there any specific affiliations that jump out to you as places you want to talk about? Yeah, there's a bunch, but before we go there, there's one other thing. I just want to talk about Vision's card mm -hmm. and kind of why I started rediscovering him uh, and another one of his sneaky strengths. So his uh, phasing form where he can either up his defense against physical or energy has other benefits, right? Yes. If he's in the anti-physical form, he cannot be pushed. And when he's in the anti-energy form, he can't suffer collision damage. And that first one of not being pushed is why I started playing Vision again, because I got really sick of dealing with Medusa, right? Uh, I play Vince all the time. He plays Web Warriors with Medusa all the time. It was driving me nuts. And then I'm like, what if I just stick Vision in here who can be def five against physical attacks and Medusa can't push him around? Mm -hmm. It's great. It's... So good at dealing with what I thought was such a problem character that I was just like, well, I'm playing Vision for this. And then the more I play it, the more you start finding sneaky benefits to it. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Sinister Traps is a card a lot of people love to turn off your ability to score some scenario elements turn one. 
Uh, Vision can go into enhanced density and just walk up to the trap. He still takes the damage, but they can't move him off the thing. So he can still pick it up or flip the point or do whatever he wants to do. Mm -hmm. There's so many little hidden benefits to that can't be pushed. Yeah. Um, And that brings me up to the first affiliation I want to talk about. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Which is Criminal Syndicate. For sure. Yeah. Can't be Uh, pushed is very good. Yeah, like we mentioned his durability, right? He has yeah. good health, he has good defenses, and then he also has a form where he can't be pushed, and then he also has a throw to get stuff off the point that he's standing on. Mm-hmm. Um, all things that Criminal Syndicate loves to see. And then he offers, you know, the energy beam, I think is a good attack in a team that often doesn't have good attacks, and their best ones tend to be physical, right? Mm-hmm. And that beam opens up some options for dealing with characters um, that have bad energy defense. And I think having a good energy attack in your pocket is only getting better, right? We were talking about Convocation, who are typically, you know, very high mystic defense, medium energy, and then low physical, but then they have ironbound books to show up their physical weakness. That doesn't work on energy attacks, right? Blade, that we mentioned earlier, very good against physical and mystic, doesn't have tech against energy. Um, There's more and more of these characters who just don't get to use their tech against the energy attack that having a solid one in your roster, again, he's just creeping up in value, right? Like the more this game is changing, the more, the better vision is getting for people. Mm -hmm. Well, do you have a place you want to talk about him? Yeah, um, I've got like six, right? (laughs) One of the things I love about vision and why I wanted to pick him for this cast is that like, there's no affiliation, I think, that doesn't like him because he's very self-sufficient if he needs to be, but they can also, you know, support the team by generating a lot of power to pay for expensive things or to pay for leaderships, right? Um, he's good in defenders because he can use their leadership on his beam and hex a bunch of people. I probably could go through every affiliation and talk about why I like Vision there, uh, but I don't think we necessarily want to do that. Um, the one I'll start off with, that I think is probably my current favorite home for him is actually in Asgard. Mm -hmm. Uh, The reasons I like him in Asgard is because um, he does... I like Asgardians because they can kind of play this pseudo-control game where they just are durable and tanky and have a lot of throws and ways to get people off of points, right? So they can just kind of dance around you, maybe harass you a bit with guns and just score some points. And then later on in the game, change gears and kill what needs to kill so they can get their 16 points. Yeah. Um, and vision fits into that very nicely. Uh, he's very durable. He always has power to use that leadership. Uh, that leadership makes him <laughs> even more durable and even more of a pain to deal with. He's got a good throw. Um, I think he just kind of meshes very well in what I want to be doing with Asgard. Um, and I'm actually... I think we'll probably talk about this when we get to the roster section. Uh, I'm actually pretty excited for Asgard post-changes, which I don't think a lot of people are. Yeah. I I think Asgard is a very interesting affiliation post-changes because all that's really happened is their top end got cut off a little bit. But mm-hmm. it may mean we actually will get to see more Loki. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so high on Loki. He's the best. Also, Loki Space Jam. Yep, yeah, you're, you're reading my roster off for me, for sure, yeah. And then I think also, that is incredible. we may get to see Hela again. Yeah, I think there could be room for Hela, um, depending on kind of how the scope of things change. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she's currently in my roster, but that's just because kind of ran out of room. But 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think Enchantress and Valkyrie, while they're definitively worse than they were, are still good models. Oh, yeah. Like, if those models just dropped today, people would be stoked about them, oh, yeah. right? Uh, and then Angela and Thor are still Angela and Thor. So, like, yes, they theoretically got some nerfs, but I think they're fine. And I think the meta changing is changing in a way that they're happy about. Oh, yeah. Um, and I just want to shout out here, I have been working on an article series about possible secondary leaders for each affiliation that does not already have one. Um, mm. And Asgard was a really interesting one to tackle. Well, they were all interesting in their own ways. Um, sure, yeah. But um, there's like the obvious pick of Odin, but he doesn't really fix any of the issues with Asgard. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh, because he would be like a six or seven threat model. Yeah, I would think so. Um, so it's it's I gave three options, and it was um, Jane Foster. Either oh, good. I was say that was the one I'm pulling for. Is I'd love to have a Jane Foster Thor. So the one I am secretly pulling for, um, and mm-hmm. it, and it's more. I'm more using this character as a representation of of my ideal choice for that second sure. leader. Um, is Carnilla. Oh, okay, sure. And it's like, we have an affiliation that includes both good guys and bad guys, and we need a leader for, like, the bad guys of Asgard. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that'd be cool. Mm -hmm. And it would definitely give them a different style, right, if it leans into the wizarding side of Asgard. And it would give Hela a tactics card, because Carnilla and Hela are married. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that would be sick. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we shall see. Uh, I I have gone through the first six uh, affiliations in alphabetical order that need them. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. not worrying mm-hmm. about Convocation or Dark Dimension because they're weird asterisks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that would be uh, Asgard. Oh, I just noticed I forgot an entire affiliation. <laughs> Which I, one you skip? Uh, I just skipped A Force. Uh, okay. Which that's that's going to be an easy article to write, and I can just add that to the end. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was uh, Asgard Black Order, which Black Order is like here are the three Black Order characters we have not seen <laughs> <Yeah>. in <laughs> the game yet. Yeah. Because the other restriction was restriction is that I'm only talking about new characters and not rehashes of existing characters. Oh sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then criminal syndicate, uh, defenders, Inhumans, and uh, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, gotcha. Are uh, the ones that are out now. Uh, next week should be uh, Midnight Suns, Spider Foes, and uh, Wakanda. Though I've already made no bones about who I think the next spider leader should be. Who's that? Prowler. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Get, the, get the Miles Morales bad guy in there. Yeah, for sure. I think Miles is my personal favorite Spider-Man. All right, like, I'm not... Peter Parker's fine. I don't have anything against him. But I think, like, the... Miles and Gwen and the other newer Spider-Men are way more interesting to me. So I would oh, love yeah. to see their mm-hmm. villains get represented as well. Mm-hmm. No, it's, I'm a big fan of Gwen and Silk. Yeah, for sure. And then I, I would love to see a box of Silk and uh, uh, Scarlet Spider. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. 
because Scarlet Spider can be a Midnight Suns as well. Oh, I didn't know he hung out with them. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Also, just give me Elsa Bloodstone. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people have wanted that one, especially because she's on one of their tactics cards, right? Oh, yes, she is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, the the two Midnight Suns characters I'm really looking forward to are Elsa Bloodstone and Morbius. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Morbius, I think, makes a lot of sense. Especially with the movie coming up. Yeah, I'm still kind of surprised they're making a Morbius movie. I am not. Um... It looks like the exact trashy garbage that I am excited for. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. Like, I have nothing against it. I just didn't realize we were at Morbius already. He plays a good tweener role like Venom. Sure, yeah. And I think that is kind of the distinction that the Sony films are going for, is that they're mm-hmm. much more about those weird anti-heroes than the binary good and evil morality plays that <laughs> Disney likes to make. Yeah, for sure. And I, I definitely resonate more with what non-Disney people are doing with these characters right now. Okay, sure, yeah, I can see that. I also do not trust Disney with the X-Men right now. <laughs> I'm extremely curious and nervous to see what they do with it. Yeah. Well, my big thing is a lot of the subtext about queerness in mm-hmm. the X-Men has become text in recent years. Yeah. And I do not trust them to do that. <laughs> I think they'll yeah, I think they'll stick to the subtext side of things, which is disappointing but not unexpected. Yes, but I'm also coming from, like, inside the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. And Disney has so consistently shafted us. Yeah. It's not pretty. No, yeah, they definitely do not have a good track record and keep trying to pretend that they do and pretend that they're adding this stuff into these movies when it's, like, the most token version of it possible. Yes. And it's just not... It's not cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. they... They need to do better. I would love to see them start doing better. I am not holding my breath. No. And it's also like the characters I am interested in X-Men are not the characters that are going to show up. (laughs) Yeah, that's totally fair. Mm -hmm. Because like most of my favorite characters were really created at the 90s on and they're looking to Mm -hmm. play on Mm -hmm. 80s nostalgia right now. Yeah. Uh, eventually they have to switch gears to 90s nostalgia, I would hope, but right now we seem to be firmly rooted in the 80s. X-23 is one of my favorite characters. Oh, yeah, she's great. Uh And um, the Stafford Kukos. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. But yeah, no, it's... I I have no faith in the MCU machine. Uh, mm -hmm. Um, The last two movies have been pretty dang good. Yeah, I like Shang-Chi a lot. It really surprises me. And yeah, so Shang-Chi may be my favorite MCU movie at this point. Hmm. It does not Yeah, for sure. It does not reach the point of my two favorite Marvel movies. Okay. Uh which are Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Blade. That movie's kind of untouchable. Oh, sure. Okay, yeah. And also, the best thing in the MCU is never getting actually ported into the MCU. Uh which What's that? is The Runaways. 
Yeah. I mean, did you watch the Hulu show? Yes, it was great. Oh, I... Uh, mm, mm. <laughs> I really liked most of the first season. Um, and I liked that it was like very similar to the books, but different in interesting ways. Um, I know a lot of people didn't like the extra focus on the parents, but I actually thought that was a good addition to make this like fleshed out as a television show. Um, but I really, the later seasons lost me really hard. Mm-hmm. I am just happy they actually went ahead and pulled the trigger on Nico and Caroline. For sure, yeah. That was awesome to see. They have a, they have a gay couple right there. Yeah. They're doing nothing with it. <laughs> it's, I was also a fan of the Cloak and Dagger TV show, so the stuff where they were intersecting in season three worked really, really well for me. Oh, sure. Yeah, I never got around to watching Cloak and Dagger, so it just wasn't doing anything for me. But. Yeah. I, I think those are the two unsung products of the MCU because they were targeted at a specific audience rather than trying to please everyone. Sure. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. And thus they felt like they had a tone and stuff rather than just trying to be, we're everything, and then b- by that extent being nothing. Yeah, I mean, so my favorite MCU thing is both Guardians movies, because I think they gave James Gunn the freedom to be an artist with a vision and an idea of how this should all work. And he just got to do his thing with at least what felt like the least amount of corporate interference into it. Right. And so I think those two movies stand above most every other Marvel movie because of that. I'm not the biggest fan of like the quippy dialogue and uh, Guardians yeah, is is especially <laughs> bad about the quippy dialogue. Yeah, so I'm a I grew up on and still have a guilty pre- pleasure for most Joss Whedon shows. I like Firefly. I like Buffy. I like. It's very hard to have too many quips for me, uh, but I can totally understand how that's not going to be for everyone. So it's it's. I also grew up on Joss Whedon shows, but I kind of grew away from them, especially after my yeah. watch of Firefly and realizing how badly that show treats its female characters. Yeah, it's not great. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, though, uh, I still prefer Angel over Buffy. I could never get into Angel. I mean, I I only tried, like, the one time, and I, at some thought I should go back, maybe, but just didn't do it for me. Uh, Angel has my favorite character in that extended universe, which is a character named Fred, played by the uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, Amy Acker. Mm-hmm. Um who Amy Acker is amazing, and I love her. She also was in one of the uh, X-Men TV shows. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she was in The Gifted. Oh, okay. Uh, Which is a wild-ass show and has my favorite version of Polaris in it. Yeah, I don't think I ever watched that one. So they turn Polaris into a bit of a punk rocker. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and, And she's like, and and so she uh, can fly herself because she's picking up the metal studs on her ankle, uh, her, <laughs> picking up her steel-toed boots and the metal studs yeah. on her wristbands. That's awesome. And I'm just like, okay, you got me. You got me. Yeah, hell yeah. So yeah. But no, it's... I have always been... Disney always plays it safe. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And I've always been more fascinated in, I want to see people take big swings even if they fail. 
Sure. Yeah, I definitely agree with a lot of that. Right. Um, I think Eternals is a movie like that for me, where it is a very big swing for a Disney movie. And I do think it didn't quite hit the mark, but I love it for trying. I, I really liked Eternals. Um, I'm looking for someone to sit down and do a spoiler cast with mm, for my mm-hmm. Patreon. Um, yeah. Because I have things to say about that that are spoiler <laughs> um, Yeah. But those of you who have seen the movie, I really like what they did with Icarus. Oh, sure. Yeah, I, I, I liked the movie, right? Don't get me wrong. I think Eternals was a great time, and I'm glad I saw it. My complaints are... I, I, don't, I guess that would, I have to be on your spoiler cast for that, right? Because I think I liked Icarus up until the very, very end, and then the movie made me mad. But I don't want to spoil that for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. So I'm going to go see Eternals. I like what they have. I actually like the like resounding point of what they do with Icarus. Sure. But yeah, no, go see Eternals. It's it's like I don't generally advocate for the Marvel movies. I have like mm-hmm. zero interest in No Way Home at this point but <laughs> yeah, i also I don't think that peter parker is a peter parker yeah i'm not the biggest fan either mm-hmm. they got rid of what makes peter parker peter parker which is the fact that he's poor he's sure. a working man yeah 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 i'm not really the biggest fan of this plot line of him having to be tony stark's protege yeah i don't think it's a good fit for the character no and also i'm not the biggest tony stark fan yeah that's yeah he's he's fine I don't, you know i'm pretty neutral on it as a whole well when half of the movie thought things t- tony stark fucked up <laughs> He's trying his best, okay? Yes, and sometimes trying your best means <laughs> recognizing a pattern and stopping. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, vision! <laughs> yeah, alright. That's what we're talking about. Vision. Uh-huh. I, I will comment my one thing. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised we did not get a Scarlet Witch vision card. Yeah, it seems like a missed opportunity. Mm -hmm. But, like, if we have, like, a Vision 2 upcoming in the pipeline, I can see waiting till there. Mm -hmm. But I would have liked to see that. Yeah, absolutely. They usually, you know, the MCP models usually do a good job acknowledging any, like, big long-term relationships, whether through affiliations or team-up cards or Mm -hmm. whatever. And it's, it's very surprising they skipped that one when it came to... Wanda and Vision. Yeah. But also that that pack was already filled with a lot of... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> remember, it, it did not have a single non-character specific card because it had Can I Borrow This, Whims of Chaos, No More Mutants, and Difficult to Please. Yeah. Um, it was a dense box to begin with, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but speaking of... Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about Brotherhood with him. Giant throw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That he can get off tone one to give out a bunch of power. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think he is a another great addition for um, Brotherhood, right? Um, he gets the engine going turn one if you want him to, which is great. Um, throughout the game, he's just always going to be chucking stuff because he always has the power to do so. Mm-hmm. He provides an energy attack, which Brotherhood just 
don't have any. Uh, I guess Toad Spender, right? But they don't have any like really good energy attacks. Um, and so he gives them another angle. Like, I don't think we've mentioned this yet. I think his spender is slept on a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's not the best spender, but the ignoring crits and they don't explode. Giving it basically, it's like a weaker, cruel twist, but also cheaper. Yeah. And I don't, I think that's a totally great place for a spender to live in. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, especially in Brotherhood, where you can, he just gets like fed incidental power on top of his own great power generation. Yeah. You can start using that spender more often. And I think it's totally worth it. Mm hmm. Um, I will say, Brotherhood is a thing that is brought up a lot, and I'm just, I'm just going to say it. I'm not a fan of playing Brotherhood. Sure. It's okay. I am a fan of playing Brotherhood, but I play Mystique Brotherhood all the time. Hmm. Okay. Just because I, I'm not like I respect everyone's love of Magneto. It is not my mm -hmm. character. Yeah, that's fair. Um. He's definitely a very good character that I think is harder to play than he gets credit for, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I, so I was playing Brotherhood as my like main faction for the past, God, I don't know, probably like six months leading up to Second Wind. Um, and I took second place there with Brotherhood, well, just Magneto. Right? Like Mystique was Too there, bad. but I did Magneto leadership every time, right? Um, and yeah, I think he's really good when you put in the reps, but he's kind of surprisingly difficult to play with um, mm -hmm. just because he's so vulnerable to control if you're not careful about your positioning um and there's just a bunch of little things that you have to pay attention to with him that i can totally understand why some people will play him a couple times and realize yeah he's just not for me yeah well also i'm a big sabertooth fan and magneto mm. prices out sabertooth and affiliation a lot Wish. of the time Wish i would sabertooth is just like so close for me to be able to play him all i want is just one more physical defense one more physical defense so he can actually get up there and stay in the fight just a little bit longer. And I would be so stoked about Sabretooth. Yeah, I just play him as a cube carrier half the time because he's oh, sure. so good yeah. on cubes. He is yes. the best cube carrier in the game. Uh, I'd have to think about that, but he's certainly up there in my ranking. He of... is the only long-moving healing factor character. Yeah, that's true. And so he does not have the inevitability to his, uh, with his, um, with the cubes. Yeah. Yeah, he can sit on one forever and be okay. He can even sit on two for a long time and be okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, another affiliation I want to talk about just because we are very power rich and he mm -hmm. has a beam is Midnight Suns. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just repositioning for a beam. Yeah, like the bump will get that beam wherever you want it to. It means he can bump or beam twice which much more often, which means he's just going to have like an absurd amount of power at that point. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I haven't really played Midnight Suns too much myself yet, so I don't know if I have like a specific list for that, but I can totally see him uh, working really well there. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I do think... So, like, Vision doesn't have a character card, but I think that uh, he's kind of sneaky good with Follow Me, which is a card I think people are largely sleeping on. Mm -hmm. um, he's very good at making power, and being able to chain activate is so strong, right? Like, yeah. everybody knows Corvus and Proxima are crazy good. Mm -hmm. Sin and Crossbones are, like, only good because they can chain activate, or at least one of their biggest selling points. 
Um, and so Vision being able to do that, like I think Midnight Suns is a cool place for it because they yeah. do want to fight and they do want to attrition. And so starting a turn with, I'm going to bump Vision into range so he can beam three people. He's going to get guaranteed six power out of that, if not more. And then I'm going to follow me into Blade or Ghost Rider or whoever's there and just do an absurd amount of damage. And then you can follow with like a Siege of Darkness yeah. and just make so many attacks before your opponent can respond. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just because he has so many defense dice, Web Warriors. Yeah. Um definitely good there he offers that control that they like with the good throw uh he'll never die right um it actually like the reroll sometimes lets you save power on phasing right there's definitely times there's like oh is this only like a four die energy attack or a five die maybe i'll just take one in my physical form and save some power yeah. and the two dice with a reroll might be good enough that you can get some power you know it kind of like helps your power economy in a weird way yeah. Um, which is a sneaky benefit there. So, yeah, for sure, I could see him in Web Warriors. Um, he also could be, and this is... This is janky, and I love it. Uh, <laughs> he He's also probably a really good battery for Cyclops. Mm, mm-hmm. Cyclops leadership. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm still overall skeptical of that leadership, but if you wanted to make that work... Uh, for sure, he's one of the best batteries to be able to provide power to other people because he can make a lot of power and he can be up there mm-hmm. fairly safe, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of the other batteries are kind of squishy. And so if they're trying to be in range for Cyclops' leadership, then your opponent might just go pick on them instead. But Vision is tanky enough that he can actually be up there while being providing power to other people. Yeah. Um, and then also the Inhumans. Um, yeah, of course. He will always have power to spare to <laughs> give around, and also he's a character that is immune to bl- uh, to poison, and they love playing Terrigen Mists. Oh, yeah, he fits in totally nicely there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, are there any other specific affiliations you want to talk about? No, I think we picked all the highlights, right? Like I said at the beginning, I honestly think you could just stick them in any affiliation, right? Like if you just listen to this and be like, man, Vision sounds cool. Whatever list you're currently playing, you can probably just slot a Vision in there and be pretty happy with it. Like Sing Cabal, he does stuff. Even normal Cabal, he can be a, just make so much power. Yeah, he can pay for every Tactics card you want very easily with Red Skull. Yeah. Um, The only one that doesn't immediately jump out to me is Convocation. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he doesn't really benefit from the leadership a whole ton or any of their cards. Mm-hmm. I guess Ironbound Books is okay on him because uh, you can stay in like phasing for like anti-energy form and then have fours in the other. But you can't mm-hmm. remember Ironbound Books is affiliated. Oh right. Let me double check hey, that. I don't think it is actually. Uh... Oh. It- isn't you are right okay it's yeah because i've been talking about maw and convocation a bunch so it's just that a convocation character has to play it right yes huh so yeah there's some there's jank you can do in there with characters that have good mystic defenses but i do think i agree with you that like vision and convocation does not seem particularly exciting mm-hmm so yes, um, is there a specific affiliation you want to build? Yeah, uh, I think Asgard is the one I'm most excited to build. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah. 
that means we're first off getting Sword Prince of Asgard in here. Yep. <laughs> Easy yeah. choice. Easy choice. Um, I imagine we are getting in uh, Valkyrie as the only three yep. threat in affiliation. For sure. And then uh, what? what is our fourth threat choice? Um, so I personally still like Enchantress here, mm-hmm. um, even with the nurse, because yeah, you know, her ability to steal stuff is definitely worse. Right. And her offense is worse in her ideal situations where she'd bow like three people under a beam and then beam a bunch of them, but she still has a good beam and she still has bow, yeah. um, which is a great combination. Like in most normal circumstances, her offense is still quite strong. Um, she still has that control that I like having in Asgard to be able to move people around without hurting them to get kind of that early lead going. Uh, I also really like, um, so I, one of the cards I have in here is follow me because I really like follow me shenanigans at the moment. And I think Fair Enchantress, enough. uh, using bow and doing some beams to get follow me into vision to beam the people that she just set up for vision mm-hmm. can be really funny. Um, so I think I'm still on Enchantress at the moment. Cool. Yeah. Well, let's get follow me in here. Um, and then I'm guessing we're going to want a two thread in here. Yep. And I have a um, suggestion. I, go for it. How do you feel about new bullseye? I like new bullseye a lot. Um, I think he sits at this really interesting intersection between like a rocket and a toad, mm-hmm. which I think are like the other competition for best two threats at the moment, right? I think you take Rocket if you just care about damage. I think you take Toad if you want his scenario and extract ability, right? His durability. Mm -hmm. And then Bullseye is like a hybrid of the two Mm -hmm. where he does better damage than Toad. And Parting Shot is kind of like Slippery, um, but it's, you know, a shorter distance and he has one less health. So it's not as good as Slippery, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's close. Um, and then he's got good long range attacks and ability to contribute damage. So, um, yeah, if somebody wanted to play new bullseye here, I'd 100% be down for that. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the specific thing is that like, Asgard is that affiliation where I've run into the most, they're left at one HP and I need to take care of them. Sure. Yeah. Um, they're a faction that don't have dice bonds, right? Like yeah. they have good attacks with no consistency behind those dice. And then they have a lot of good throws that they kind of use as their diceless option to make sure things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes you're absolutely right. They do, you know, at some point in the game, they will have to start killing stuff. Um, and if they do come up short, which certainly can happen, uh, Bullseye is a great way to just kind of tap those things in. Yeah. And he's now also very consistent on his power gen and... Mm-hmm. He he can use his uh, the affiliation ability to get rid of conditions, which he does not like. Yeah, or even just healing to make sure like his um, parting shots right don't die. Right, yeah. four health is not a lot of health, uh, but if he doesn't die to an attack and can start healing it back up, oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it gets pretty good in a hurry. Um, yeah. So and he always has the spare power. You know, the one power is very easy for him to afford now. So mm-hmm. I think he definitely likes having that leadership. Yeah, the other option that I was I I would think of is Bob. Okay. Um, I'm not huge on Bob. I do think you know the rocket is good. 
his inability to die is good. Like I like kind of what's on his card, but I think in a lot of situations uh, I'm preferring bullseye where I was planning on Bob before, just cause I'm just very high on new bullseye. Very fair. So let's get new bullseye in this list. Um, and then we were talking about him before. One of my favorite pieces, a piece I made a list around for the three box challenge. Let's talk about Loki. Hell yeah. Let's talk about Loki. Um, so I, I really like Loki in general. I've always liked Loki a lot. I like trying to play him as much as I can. Um, the list I'm playing the most right now in person is a guardians list with Loki. Uh, I think he's just generally a good character and then I'm very interested and excited to start playing around with the addition of the space gem. Yeah. Right. Um, one of the things, one of the reasons I actually am like high on Asgard at the moment is now. So with the space gem turn one, Loki can pretend to be Angela where he ports himself forward, walks up to a middle extract, grabs it and backs up. Yeah. Right. And so having two different options for which five threat you want to do that, I think unlocks a lot for them. Because I've run into situations where I'm playing like Spider Infected or Montessi or whatever. And it's like, well, I want to grab that center act track and back up, but Angela, the rest of the game just isn't very exciting, right? It's not the type of matchup she wants to see. It's not the character she preys on. Not really stoked about Angela outside of that. Yeah. And so now I have that flexibility to be, well, this matchup, Angela's a slam dunk, or in this matchup, Loki with Space Gem is a slam dunk, and you still get that same extract play. Mm-hmm. So do we want to go space or t- uh, mind? So I, I mean, it, I think mind is really good on him as well, right? It leans even harder into the kind of control Asgard that we were talking about before where you're mm-hmm. doing like a web warriors imitation. Uh, but personally, I like space because of that turn one extract play helps him out a lot. Um, it also helps him um, make attacks later on, right? I have a lot of situations where like he tricksters out of range when somebody tries to hit him. And having space gem means he can port himself back into range and still hit them twice, oh, yeah. um, which helps out his power economy quite a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Other cool trick is um, being able to space gem yourself towards Thor to then sibling rivalry from <laughs> Thor to go even further and then hit stuff twice gives him a crazy amount of mobility. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of mobility. Um, you were talking about Angela. Do you want to get her in here? Yeah, I think I like having both options for that five threat, right? Um, I totally think there'd be a list where I play Thor, Angel, Loki, and Space Gem, right? In the right circumstances against the right opponent, I think that's a totally viable and really fun list to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I want all three of those fives. Not for this list, because we're really trying to showcase Vision and get him out there on the board. Yeah, yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Um. And then we get into our out-of-affiliation picks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually want to talk about a character, um, another four threat. Okay. We're, pile of four threats here. Um, <laughs> one we mentioned earlier. Um, while we don't have the most synergy, I think he's a really interesting choice in Asgard. And, uh, and that is Omega Red. Oh, sure. Yeah, I like Omega Red quite a bit in Asgard. Um because, again, he kind of just does the things I want my Asgards to do, right? Which is be tanky, you know, just be hard to kill, mm-hmm. have good ways to displace enemy characters, and then eventually have a way to turn your offense on. Uh, and he does all of those things, right? 
the ensnare is a great addition mm-hmm. um his healing like his healing on his attacks stacks obnoxiously well with the leadership right healing three a turn is so much health yeah and then on top of that it's um uh he does power denial mm-hmm. which is super important yeah, getting spreading poison around, um, I think, is a great way, especially in this, like, control Asgard, where you're not making attacks as much as you are just, like, walking and bowing or walking and throwing, right? Yeah. Uh, those early turns, I just honestly try to not give them a bunch of power, which makes that poison from Moika Red even more relevant than it would be normally. Yeah. Cool. Do we want to put him in the list? Yeah, I love that. I hadn't thought about that until you said it, but I'm... Yeah, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. I think we need another three um, threat in the here. Next... Yeah, um, so the next three threat that I think is really interesting, um, that I haven't had a ton of table time with, but I think would be good here, uh, is actually Hood. Mm. So Hood, I think the best things on Hood is that he's got the good mystic rapid-fire guns. Um, I think both versions of his lightning attack are good. And then he has that really good heal, Right, where he can heal three health on someone, with the only downside being they gain bleed. Mm-hmm. Guess who's immune to bleed? Vision. Vision. It's all upside. It's just a med pack every turn on vision if you want it, which I think is so obnoxious on an already tanky character who has the Asgard leadership making him tanky. If Hood's following him around, I don't see how Vision ever dies. Mm-hmm. Other than getting spiked. Sure, yeah, I mean, Marvel Dice be Marvel Dice. Sometimes you just die, but boy, howdy, does that seem like a pain to deal with. Yes. Um, that is certainly an interesting one. Uh, one second. Where is she? I also want to talk about another kind of big, kind of tanky character. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about Miss Marvel? I love Miss Marvel. Uh, <laughs> You know, with the, like, nerf to Valkyrie and a change, and we're all trying to figure out, like, you know, who's the best three threat, which is obviously a situational question. Uh, there's never one true best, but I think Miss Marvel might be taking that Valkyrie throne for me as just, like, the three threat you can stick anywhere and be very happy with. Mm-hmm. But it's like, she's a three threat. She's kind of tanky. Um, mm-hmm. She has displacement on her attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, she's got a throw when she's tiny. Yeah, she has a throw when she's tiny, and she has extra range for picking up objectives when she's large. Yeah, I'd be stoked to play Ms. Marvel in Avengers. Um, it's, in my experience, in, like... In Asgard, the, right? Yeah, yeah. You said Avengers. Uh, oh, sorry. No, um, yeah, in Asgard. Because, like, I think once she gets to Inbiggen and attack twice, her power economy is kind of like set for the game, right? The first couple turns can be a little rough where she just has to like walk around and pick stuff up and Morpho Punch. But as soon as she gets the one Inbiggen and attack twice with her five dice, reroll two, reroll one, she'll just have plenty of power. And then she can start using the leadership. She can start using her throw. Um, I think she becomes a great fit in Asgard there. She's just kind of a little slow to start. But I think that's okay with the list that we're building. That's kind of trying to be a little slow out of the gate anyways. Mm-hmm. Also of note, she is immune to poison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're building a little anti-poison team just kind of accidentally here. Well, and, and the big thing is, 
I, I think Asgard likes big point values. For sure. Yep. And I the first one I was going to suggest is uh Terrigen Clouds. Yeah. Um I yeah, I think Terrigen Clouds is a good choice. I think Asgard, especially this vision version that we're building, wants big numbers as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um so I, yeah, I think that totally so, makes sense. So as a choice. that is less in our hands now than it was before. <laughs> For sure. And so one of the things, um, you know, I had built an idea of a list before here. And like one of the things that I think I'm excited about with Asgard is they have, you know, they've always been known as a faction that's really good on the pay to flips, right? So your deadly meteors and your spider portals. Uh, and so I think with the new rules for random crisis, where you lose some amount of control you had before, just being like, well, I'm Asgard, I'm bring three Peta flips because I'm almost guaranteed to be better at these than my opponent is a really strong way to present your crises option in the new world that we're entering. I do think it's solid. I don't, I think that would push Vision out of our list because of the way Peta flips work. Possibly, yeah. Um, because it, he would only ever be rolling two dice. Yeah, that's definitely the weakness of that combination of crisis is that he has plenty of power to try and flip them, but his phasing form doesn't help him actually flip the points. Um, So you're probably right that with the roster we're building here, uh, stuff like Terrigen is going to be better for us than going three pay to flips. Yeah. Um, Are there any other three pointers that really jump out to you? Um, So the one I had in my list that I'm curious to try, but might be more cute than good is so the original version I built it myself actually brought Rocket as a two-pointer, mm-hmm. and then I brought Groot in the list. Because mm-hmm. I think um, We Are Groot is a kind of slept-on card in general. Oh, yes. uh, it's definitely the kind of card that Asgard likes to have. I think being able to hand out Root, if you're going to be playing a lot of Loki, Dax in a really obnoxious way, right? Um, putting someone in the Loki bubble where all their superpowers cost one more and then putting root on them. So their superpowers cost one more is just insane. So, uh, it's just so frustrating to deal with. I, um, I played in the original three box league mm-hmm. and my list was, uh, by happenstance, cabal affiliated <laughs> deaths and taxes. Oh, sure. Yeah. Which was Loki mind gem, uh, red skull, Bob as my affiliated choices. And then my mm-hmm. non-affiliated choices were, Deadpool and Groot. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know all about the Groot-Deadpool combo. Uh, Groot-Loki combo. Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing a lot in my Guardians list where you get, like, Judgment out there, too, and it's just... Mm-hmm. It's brutal, but... That's not a vision list. Yeah. Um, other three-pointers. Weird side question. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about new Iron Man? I love new Iron Man. Um, I think, you know, they changed only the smallest thing, but I think Iron Man was a little underappreciated before. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do not think he was ever a bad model. Uh, It's just he's a little different than what people expect. But uh, the fact that he kept his wild push of any size yeah. and now can get to the six dice more often to make the wild more often. Um, I, yeah, I think he's kind of a great choice almost anywhere. And uh, the and other thing is we were mm-hmm. talking about how we have Enchantress and um, Ooh, I Vision, see where you're going. <laughs> yeah, yep. who are two very power-rich characters. 
Yes. Who have good but not great spender attacks. Yes. So when we really need to take care of a Thanos <laughs> or a Hulk, we can just Helios with them for a dumb amount of dice. Yeah, I I really actually like that here a lot, right? Um, all the Asgardians are good at making power, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Loki with a space gem is going to have a ton of power. Valkyrie has plenty of power if she wants to. And then, like you said, the, the beam team will have tons of power. Uh, so slotting an Iron Man here and then just at some point in the game, somebody's going to die. Yeah. Sounds great. And the other thing is he, he really enjoys the Asgard leadership because he already has that flat reduction. Yeah. And so just healing healing on flat reduction characters is more potent than on any other character, on, on non-flat reduction characters. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Let's yeah. get him in here. And so that would be our 10. We have Vision, Thor, Valkyrie, Enchantress, Bullseye, Loki with the Space Gem. Um, Angela, Omega Red, Miss Marvel, and Iron Man. Yeah, sounds great to me. So let's start talking about those secures. And I think we were talking about it earlier. I definitely think mm-hmm. we want Terrigen Clouds. For sure, yeah. And uh, I... I think our list is also very good at Demons Downtown. That was going to be the next one I mentioned. Yeah, uh, it's a high threat level that they like. Um, the incinerate is certainly not their favorite, but the Asgard leadership can help mitigate that. And then it definitely can help to clump things up so that vision and enchantress can get good beams. It brings a bunch of people under the Loki bubble. Um, this list is very happy with clumped up opponents. And the other thing about that is that it's, um, we are very good at getting multiple people who, uh, people who don't want to be on the point onto the point. For sure, yeah. You have a lot of control effects that it's like, oh, I'm just going to put one character on the center point. And it's like, well, Enchantress bows somebody onto it. Vision throws someone into that person, so they're all on the point. Yeah. They're all going to be incinerated next turn. Have fun with that. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that we're an intrusions team. No, I think they like could play on intrusions, but I think I agree that that's not really where they want to be. Um, for, third, for our third one, I want to suggest a Corbox classic, Riot Spark. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I hadn't considered that, but I think, you know, the, the shape isn't their favorite, but healing off the extremist consoles stacks so... Like, Asgard loves that, right? Being able to spend power to heal and then spend to heal again off the leadership or to remove a condition just makes everyone so much harder to kill in that yeah. list. Mm-hmm. And it is... A, I think these are okay with Vision because Vision can take over the side of the board so easily. Yeah, he's a very self-sufficient character, so like you can just put him on one side and then put everyone else on the other side and have a totally reasonable team. Yeah. Cool. Extracts, I think, is going to be the more interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, we like our high threat values. Um, how do we feel about alienship? 
chip is fine. Um, I think the most exciting part of it is the 20 threat, right? I think the effect of it, I'm not thrilled about, but I'm also not concerned about, right? I think they can play on alien ship just fine. Uh, it's going to be a long drawn out game, but Asgard is totally fine playing long drawn out games. So uh, I think, I'm, yeah, I think ship is totally fine, if not exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think we want Fear Gripped World. Sure. Yeah. We have beam team. Yeah, Vision with a Hammer is really funny. <laughs> Enchantress with a Hammer, which she can get very easily turned to. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. Yep, for sure. Like, every like Loki with a Hammer gets really stupid in a hurry. Um, yeah, this team definitely likes being on Hammers. Mm-hmm. Iron Man with a Hammer is still also very funny. For sure, yeah. Yeah, I love getting the back hammer with him, and then just the wilds are that much more likely, the, his power generation gets better, yeah. Um, now time for the interesting pick. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about Panic Grips? Uh, so I think Asgard loves playing on Panic Grips, even without hired muscle. I think they still have lots of interesting ways to get the civilians, to threaten the opponent's civilians, and Chantress can seal them. And then, as we mentioned, this is a team that's really good at generating power. Mm-hmm. Um, so the evac becomes very viable. Um, I'm not sure if I like it enough to give up a restricted card for it, uh, especially, I think in the previous crises rules, I might've done it, but now that you, it's that less likely you actually get to play on it makes me a little too nervous to use one of my two restricted slots on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. But I figured I should bring it up. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think what I would do for the third one, I think there's a lot of good options here, but um, what I would probably go with is uh, Struggle for the Cube. Mm. Okay. It, leans into your power generally well. Um, they're all very good at healing off the cube damage, right? We kind of talked about, um, you know, Lizard and Sabretooth are good at holding cubes because they can negate the damage, right? Well, mm-hmm. everyone in Asgard can do that as well, yes. um, which means your opponent's going to start bleeding and you're not. Um, I, so I think that's a totally good pick for them. It turns on, you know, the Helios laser is going to get scarier faster. Mm-hmm. Follow me comes online faster. Um, we're, we're going for these big power expensive plays. I think cube helps add to that. Yeah. Um, so that's three and three. Awesome. So now we just have tactics cards, which we already have one in, which is follow me. Cause we were talking about that mm-hmm. earlier. Um, yep. which of the Asgard cards do we want? So I like, um, and we can go through these one room, but I like Odin's blessing, rainbow bridge and sibling rivalry here. All right. Um, I think, Odin's Blessing is just a dumb card. Right? Yes. Like, you're going to play it every game. It's going to be great every game. You're never sad to have it. Uh, I think it's one of the best reasons to play Asgard in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Odin's Blessing is a no-brainer. Um, Rainbow Bridge, I think, is really strong. It's there's, I've had games where it's been less impactful, um, but the times I've needed it and the times I've had it, I've been super stoked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, adding that much mobility to these characters can just totally swing a game right um even just stuff like i've used it where on infinity formula i just decided it's like you know what i'm just gonna like 
put all of my dudes onto one flank of the table and smash that side, get all the extra X over there, and then make my opponent come walk across the board and get me. Yeah. Uh, so even when you're not doing like early shenanigans, I think Rainbow Bridge is just a strong card. Mm-hmm. And then sibling rivalry is always, I think it's always been a good card that's just kind of hard to play because yeah. you have to play those two characters and you have to play them close to each other. But I think Space Gem does a lot to make it easier to do that, right? The fact that Loki can move both himself and Thor yeah. during his activation makes that card that much easier to set up and then use um, that I think it's worth bringing in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for restricted cards, I am going to put up a interesting combo. Okay. Med pack patch up. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I had med pack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I definitely agree on med pack. I love med pack here. Um, I think patch up. Yeah. I mean, you have a lot of power, right? Um, mm-hmm. As we talked about, Vision and Enchantress are characters who can just have a lot of power to spend. And then patch up becomes a totally great card to have. Um, I had Brace as my second choice, which is kind of the same idea of just like I'm tripling down on durability. Um, so but it's, yeah, it's I think my thing is we have enough characters with high physical defense or just negating collisions in general mm-hmm. that Brace that we will get more out of the patch up than the Brace. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think you've convinced me to do patch up here and give that a shot. I haven't played that card in so long. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's been a long time since it's made it any of my rosters, but yeah, I think I like this plan. And then I put Helios in here because we were talking about that earlier, which leaves yep. two more slots. Uh, three more slots, right? Uh, follow me. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Sorry, you are by okay. three more slots. Yeah, taking notes as we go, just so I have this. Oh. I'm very excited in what we've built here. Um, So the next one I have on my list is just Disarm. Mm. Uh, I think it's like another med pack and patch up where I just want my team to be silly, durable, and hard to deal with. And Disarm is so powerful and so cheap, it feels like a no-brainer to slide in here. So let me put in my no-brainer to slide into a list. Sure. Uh, Marked for death. Okay, yeah. It's for those turns where we need to turn the corner and stop fighting, especially against an amazing Spider-Man. It is amazing. <laughs> yeah, or Miles, right? Turning off stealth and his rerolls makes Miles somewhat killable. Oh, yeah. uh, my main practice opponent being a Web Warriors player, this is a very easy sell. Yeah, we're absolutely putting Mark for Death in here. And that leaves one card, and... So I, I have an interesting choice here. Ooh, um, bring it at me. Have you looked much at the new card, Fallback? I have a little bit. Um, I think Fallback is kind of, you know, it's not an absurd card, but I think in the right situations, it can be really good. Um, And I think in this kind of defensive keep-away list, um, it can be really interesting. Uh, I think it makes Loki having the ability to both Trickster and Fallback gives him so many options to get himself out of weird situations. I think both the vision and enchantress can actually use this since it's only an advance. You don't even have to go the full distance. And so they can use it to kind of shuffle themselves so that their beams are now hitting multiple people, right? They can use it to reposition themselves, assuming they're going to live through the turn and then have a good beam ready to go when they activate. Um, I think it's, Sneaky, cheap mobility 
that I at least want to play. I'm not sure if it's good yet or not, but I, it has the gears turning in my head. So I kind of want to go the other direction. Okay. Psychic shielding device. Mm, okay. Yeah. That's a card I haven't thought about in a while. Um, just because we have a... Again, we can pay a lot of power for our tactics cards so we can get that range 3 to 5 psychic shielding yep. device. Yep. And then we want to stick on the points and in a matchup where it is the same game plan against us of displacement, psychic mm-hmm. shielding device wins us around. For sure. Yeah. Like if you end up playing into another control team and can get like the size four or five psychic shielding device, mm-hmm. you, yeah, you're going to get all the points that turn and your opponent's going to be real sad. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And because the vision has such consistent power gen, like, mm-hmm. no matter what, if if you don't have anything else you need to do with Vision, you can just do double action, synthesize, five power psychic shielding device. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's like, it's a, a rare play, but the floor for getting this card going is really easy for Vision. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'd give that a shot. And it also helps us against Convocation randomly. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely some scary mystic attackers in the game, you know, more than there used to be by a good margin. Mm-hmm. And so having that extra defense does not go to waste. But also uh, it's, it's cute on oh. It, it's great into the Web Warriors matchup. It's great into mm-hmm. the mirror match. It's good into Wakanda because they try to push you all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also like the cute synergy that it makes all of Vision's defense a five. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's do that. Mm -hmm. So that is 10 tactics cards. This seems like a very fun list. Yeah, I like, I had built one before coming on here, and this one looks a lot more fun. I really like some of these ideas that have been added to it. Mm -hmm. Definitely going to try this out next week at my local game night. Yep, and and for once in a long time, we, we only have one character that is not currently out in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's just Miss Marvel. Yeah, no, we've been having a lot of Baron Voodoo, uh, Doctor Voodoo's on our list recently. Oh, yeah, that's yep, yeah, that makes sense. Because he's very good. <laughs> he is very good, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think he totally unseats Enchantress, right? I think uh, yeah. they do some similar stuff, and they're both good models. But if one of them is affiliated, you should probably be playing that one. Yeah. Um, and it's it's also it's like my thing in totally enchantress changes was that he could never confidently do it turn one, while mm-hmm. enchantress always could, but yep. now that has changed. Thank yeah. God. Yes, correct. <laughs> that needed to go away, and I'm glad that it did. Yes. No, I have had games where I faced both of them at the same time. <laughs> Let's just say I lost that game pretty definitively. Yeah. There were three middle middle extracts. I had priority. I ended with zero of them. (laughs) That's brutal. Mm Mm-hmm. Ended turn one with zero of them. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um. So yeah. Um. So the full list is uh, Vision, Thor, Prince of Asgard, Valkyrie, Enchantress, Bullseye. Loki, God of Mischief, with a space gem. Angela, Omega Red, Miss Marvel, Iron Man. And then tactics cards, we have Follow Me, 
Odin's Blessing, Sibling Rivalry, Rainbow Bridge, Helios Laser Bombardment, Medpack, Patchup, Disarm, Marked for Death, and Psychic Shielding Device. And then for Secures, we have Terrigen Cloud, Sweep Over City, Demons Downtown has our Come Up and Come Due, and Riot Spark over Extremist 3.0. And then for Extracts, we have Fear Grip, Fear Grip's World as Worthy Terrorized Cities, Alien Ship Crashes in Downtown, and Struggle for the Cube continues. Sounds great, yeah. I cannot... Please report back with how the list does. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely. I'm always fascinated to hear how our creations do in the wild. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the test, right? It can... It reads real good on paper. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is episode 46, so we've been at this a while. We, we should have found oh, something wow, good yeah. at this point. <laughs> Maybe we did it here. Maybe we finally crossed that threshold. Uh, I think we did it back when we played Cyclops and Steve Avengers with Loki. Oh, yeah. That sounds great. Yep. It was, it's not pretty. Because, like, <laughs> you can use Field Leader to move Loki Bubble around. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's just mean. It sure is. Yeah. Man, that's, yeah. Especially, and then, mm. That's a good. <laughs> Sorry, now I'm thinking about that list with like new Steve going on and maybe Space Gem Loki in there. That's not okay, but no focus. We're vision. We're Asgarding. Ah, we're we're winding down. Um, is there anything that you would like to shout out? Um, yeah, I think so. I gotta plug the podcast again, or my mm-hmm. co-host will fire me. Uh, so that's Alfredo's Size Three Taco Truck, a Marvel Crisis Protocol podcast. Uh, I definitely think it's worth checking out if you liked hearing from me. Um, I'll also plug uh, one of my other co-hosts, Vince, who has been on this show before yes. a while ago. He um, was episode five, if I remember correctly. Oh, wow. Yeah, I knew it was early. Um, he's got a YouTube channel uh, under Vincent Kirkhoff where he does run the lengths, which are like condensed 20-minute battle reports where he'll take a full-length game and speed up the footage and add commentary over the top, which is a good way to get a game without having to spend two hours watching a video. Mm-hmm. Um, so you should definitely check those out if you haven't. Yeah. And I'm on the next episode, so I have to plug it. Very fair. Um, and then if you want to find me, I'm at uh, I'm Lexa White on all the Discord, MCP Discords, Gjipped on all the non-MCP Discords. Um, if you want to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash Lexa White, where you get a bunch of bonus episodes, uh, mostly talking about TV and movies. Um I recently sat down with one of my good friends and talked about Batman Beyond for like an hour and a half, though we ramble into other subjects as well. Um, And so that is a super fun time. And um, so you can get that along with uh, a bunch of other stuff. I did a spoiler episode for Venom 2 Let There Be Carnage with, uh, God, which guest was that? Um, Let me check. Uh... With, um, uh, what is his name? Sorry, I'm forgetting people. <laughs> uh, and my mouse is starting to not work. Uh, with, with Refugee from Capital Crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you want to see me play something completely different... Um, every Saturday and Sunday mornings at twitch.tv slash codeappgames, I am playing custom Arkham Horror the Card Game. And every other Monday at twitch.tv slash 
the underscore fuzzy. I am teaching my friends board games. So yes, all very exciting stuff. Um, yeah, absolutely. And then you are now in the Morlocks Discord, which is a fun time. You get to see all of my custom creations. I've been working oh, on a nice. bunch of custom Marvel Crisis Protocol. Oh, that's awesome. I have to go find this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, just yesterday I posted up my two sweat bone saw. <laughs> that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So yes, so you you can come into the Discord, um, and have a fun time, uh, by supporting the show on Patreon. So mm-hmm. thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. And keep experimenting, people. Mm-hmm.